thank you for choosing to join us here at First Love Podcast from the First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, for April 9th, 2020, Monday, Thursday services with Reverend Jonathan Warren. Also in their service is soloist, choir director, Stephanie Solterman, and Christine Smith on piano. God bless, stay safe, and stay healthy. I welcome you all this evening to one of the most intimate worship services of our church year. There are many prayers and announcements in the back of your bulletins, and I encourage you to look at those after the service. Tonight's service is an adaptation of the ancient Tenebrae service dating from the 8th century. It commemorates the suffering and death of Christ, originally celebrated on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of Holy Week. The literal translation of the Latin tenebrae is shadows. While it is sometimes portrayed as a service of shadows, in more recent years, it's a ceremony progressing from light to darkness. As candles are extinguished, they symbolize the fading loyalty of disciples and friends of Jesus. These candles portray the fading light of the world as Christ departs from it. And this year, they also portray the fading light as many in our world are huddled in our homes this holy week. Let us remember the sick and all those who are affected by this pandemic, the people who've lost loved ones during this time, and all those who are helping the sick and the dying. Now, let us prepare ourselves for worship.
I invite you to join with me in the call to worship this evening. In the dark of the evening, guided by candlelight, we come to remember and give thanks. In the solemnness of this hour, guided by prayer, we come to worship to be fed by God's Spirit, to be filled with Christ's amazing love. And now let us join in the hymn, Lead Me to Calvary. together with me in the prayer of thanksgiving. Holy God, in this sacred and solemn week, when we see again the depth and mystery of your redeeming love, fix our eyes upon Christ. Once glad disciples shouted, Hosanna, and then turned away. Help us to follow where he goes, to stop where he stumbles, to listen when he cries, to hurt as he suffers, to bow our heads in sorrow when he dies, so that when raised to life again, we may share your endless joy. Amen. First scripture reading on Monday comes to us from Mark chapter 11. Let us listen to the word of God. When they came to Jerusalem and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He was teaching and saying, is it not written? 
My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den for robbers. And when the chief priests and the scribes heard it, they kept looking for a way to kill him, for they were afraid of him, because the whole crowd was spellbound by his teaching. And when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out to the city. Please join with me in our prayer. Great God, cleanse your church of fake piety. Overturn our greed and let us be a holy people, repentant, prayerful, and ready to worship you in spirit and in truth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. next reading comes to us from Matthew chapter 21. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. Father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Here ends our reading. What the 
Please join together in prayer with me. Loving God, whose mercy never ends, even as Jesus came not to judge but to save us, so may we, his believing people, seek to reach people everywhere with your saving word. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Mark chapter 12, 1 through 12, says this. Then Jesus began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to the tenants and went to another country. When the season came, he sent a slave to the tenants to collect from them his share of the produce of the vineyard. They seized him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And again, he sent another slave to them. This one they beat over the head and insulted. And he sent another, and that one they killed. And so it was with many others. Some they beat and others they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally, he sent him to them, saying, they will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him, killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is amazing in our eyes. When they realized that he had told this parable against them, they wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowd, so they left him and went away. Let us join together in our next hymn, two verses of What Wondrous Love Is This?
join together in prayer. Almighty God, who has trusted us to labor faithfully in your vineyard, deliver us from our impulse to reject you. Save us from our desire to do things our way so that we may be profitable stewards and receive the rewards you have promised through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our next scripture comes to us from Mark chapter 14. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John, and they began to be distressed and agitated. And he said to them, I am deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little further, he, drew, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. join together in prayer. Eternal God, whose covenant with us is never broken, 
We confess that we have failed to fulfill your will for us. We betray our neighbors and desert our friends and run in fear when we should be loyal. God, have mercy on us, weak and willful people. Unite us to Christ, who is the bread of life and the vine from which we grow in grace, to whom we praise forever. Amen. next scripture comes to us from Mark chapter 15. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, you say so. Then the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, Have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you? But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the festival, he used to release a prisoner for them, any one for whom they asked. Now a man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. The crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to his custom. Then he answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed him over. The chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate spoke to them again. And what do you wish me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, crucify him. Pilate asked them, why, what evil has he done? They shouted all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Let us join together in our prayer. How great is your love, O God, for which Jesus willingly took up the cross and lay his life. Work in us such true faithfulness that we may cast out sin. Welcome mercy and live in wonder, praising the perfect gift of Jesus Christ, the Savior. Amen.
Before I begin my reflection, I want to acknowledge a few things. First, I want to thank you for the prayers that you have shared for so many. I want to thank you for the courage you share these days in your home. We are praying for you. And on this Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, we are feeling all kinds of emotions. I want to be sure to thank our musicians, our leaders in worship, and those here in this place. And thank you for being part of this service. Now tonight, before Jesus shared his last supper with his disciples, he, as the teacher, began it differently than any other night. While holding the position of honor, he took the role of a servant by washing his disciples' feet. While we know this story very well, it was shocking to his disciples. Peter even told Jesus not to wash his feet. Now these days, washing takes on a new meaning for us. We wash to keep us clean from this pandemic, yet it doesn't wash away our anxiety. We wash to keep us safe, yet it doesn't wash away our fear. We wash to keep from spreading germs, yet it doesn't wash away our loneliness. We keep washing and washing and washing. Before his last meal, Jesus got down on his knees and he washed his disciples' feet. And when he did this, he knew about the betrayal that was about to come. He knew his disciples would scatter and deny him. He would soon face suffering and crucifixion all alone. And yet he washed his disciples' feet. He washed the dirty remnants of betrayal away. He washed away fear and denial. He washed away abandonment and sin. Now, it didn't change anything that would happen to Jesus that night. He was still arrested, he was thrown in prison. Eventually, he was beaten and crucified. However, it still serves as an example for us to do as Jesus. We aren't supposed to wash and wash and wash to keep ourselves clean and safe. For washing ourselves doesn't relieve anxiety or fear or loneliness. Instead, the command Jesus gives is to wash one another's feet. This is a command to reach out to our community, taking on the role of being a servant to one another. This is the only way to truly wash. We're called to follow Jesus in acts of humility, 
We're called to follow Jesus in acts of servanthood. We're called to follow Jesus, most of all, in acts of love. It's the only washing that can provide peace and comfort, healing and restoration. Today, when I think about washing, I think about the many nurses and doctors, the EMS workers, the hospital staff. I think about the many grocery store workers and bank workers and business leaders, police officers and firefighters who are risking their own safety and their family's safety. I know nurses and doctors who come home, strip their clothes before entering, put them in the washing machine, and immediately take a shower so they don't spread these germs to their families. These are people who are washing and serving one another. They're risking their lives on a daily basis. While not all of us fill these roles, we are called to follow Jesus as a servant to others, to act with humility, to love one another, to even risk our lives. We're called by Jesus over and over again to wash and wash and wash one another. Now today, as we face the cross, we recognize this is an impossible task. And we will fail again and again and again. As the lights in our world dim, may we remember that Jesus still washes our feet even though we fail. Thanks be to God that Jesus is the servant to us all, who washes us with everlasting forgiveness and peace, washes us with healing and restoration. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our final scripture reading comes to us from Mark chapter 15, verses 33 through 38. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, Listen, he is calling for Elijah. And someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and take him down. Then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom.
For more information about First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please call 217-245-4189 or you can email us at office at firstpressjax.org That's O-F-F-I-C-E-F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G Our street address is 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois Zip code 62650 We have adult and children's Sunday school from 9 to 10 a.m. on Sundays with Sunday services starting at 10 a.m. There is also daycare available. Our website is www.firstpresjax.org. Please come and visit us when you're in the neighborhood. We look forward to seeing you. God bless and have a great week.